Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. I said, what's wrong? And he said, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to begin. He goes, I think I finally worked out why people hire you. (laughs) Clutter is literally just delayed decisions. Yeah. Let it go, let it go. Back to the room that it came from. Welcome. In this week's episode, we're talking about where to begin when decluttering and organising your home. We'll chat about the basic principles to organise any space, what tools you'll need and how to make instant changes in just 10 minutes. Oh my goodness. You know what I just realised? That song by ABBA that we um, love to sing, money, money, money. Well, you are Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie. And I think that's how I'm going to refer to you from now on. <laughs> I'm totally fine for that. I have as long to as say you your sing. name thrice. Yes. But I'm actually genuinely so excited right now because we have some really exciting news, something that's been in the works. Drumroll, please. We are launching our very first online course. The Essentials Guide. It is the only guide you will need to declutter and organise every space in your home. Now, this online course comes with videos, bite-sized step-by-step instructions and additional resources to help you, the busy parent, the busy person, declutter your home from head to toe. And to celebrate the launch of this course, we are inviting you to join us for a free webinar. Declutter your home in seven days. It's a free webinar on October 6 at 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And the spaces are limited. So please head on over and register littlehomeorganised.com.au forward slash webinar. And it gets better. To celebrate the launch of this course, we have teamed up with Second Scout to offer prizes to the first five people who purchase the Essentials Guide. Second Scout is an amazing Brisbane-based company that creates beautiful organizing labels. They use not only words, but pictures too, so that even the littlest person in your family can help you stay organized even before they can read. They're made of premium grade, clear vinyl, they're waterproof, and they look amazing no matter whether it's a drawer, a cupboard, your shelves, or your containers, and especially those ones that get covered in finger paint. Head to secondscout.com.au to check out their full range. So once again, to register for that free webinar on October 6, head to littlehomeorganised.com.au forward slash webinar. And we will see you there. You will see us there because it's video. So not only will you get to hear our beautiful voices, but you'll get to see the faces behind them as well. Unless we wear a mask. Unless we wear a mask. COVID. Oh, topical, Bonnie. (laughs) You know how to keep it relevant. But today we are talking all things organisation and what to do when you're just like, oh, I don't even know where to start. And I'm sure you've encountered that with many of your clients that you've walked in and they've just thought, I wanted to get on top of this. I'm just surrounded by it and I just don't even know where to begin. Well, you know, it's really funny because we moved house recently and we were packing up one day and you and I were actually uh, recording when this was happening and we came, I came out to the garage where my husband was staring at piles of garage stuff and he just looked completely bewildered 
And I said, he, was, he was deer in the headlights, he, wasn't it? Yeah, he was just really zoning out. And I said, what's wrong? And he said, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to, where to begin. He goes, I think I finally worked out why people hire you. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, honey. Nine and a half years later. That's amazing. I, I loved it because you just kind of walked in there and you're like, oh, rolled up your sleeves and you're like, oh, she's arrived. <laughs> it was awesome because like I also watched you spring into action and you were just like, sweet. Okay, even though this is my stuff too, I'm not. I'm able to remove myself from the situation. I've got the skills and the tools to be able to go, okay, when I'm surrounded by overwhelm, what can I do to tackle this problem? Yes, and I think that's sometimes what it comes down to is having someone who's a step out of it to be able to come in and give that objective viewpoint. And it was awesome because in just 10 minutes, I was able to get things to a place where – I could go back to recording with you and he was like, sweet. Yep. I'm good now. Thanks for that. Now I know I'm back on track and I know what I'm doing. So it really can be as simple as a 10 minute exercise to really help you on your way. And I mean, that's the perks of being married to a professional organizer. That's the perks of you being a professional organizer, but you don't have to be a professional organizer. You can look at your stuff. You can get on top of it and make a decision and get started today. So let's like cover the basics first of getting organized. When we talk about organization, there's kind of three main components, right? Yeah. Three phases and people get them in the wrong order sometimes. Um, but they are decluttering first, organizing second and maintaining third. And I think where people do get it wrong is they get really excited and inspired. And that's when they go out they mm. go shopping, they buy all the storage containers, come home and they haven't actually done the cull first. They haven't made the plan. Mm. Um, you know, they've got the good intentions, but they've kind of gotten the order around the wrong way. So if you're at home wondering, oh, I don't even know where to begin. Step one, time to declutter. Because I think a lot of people otherwise will look at social media and see all these beautifully organized pantries and spaces and go, oh, it's as simple as me going to my local department store and buying a whole lot of storage. And can I put a controversial opinion out there? I'm no. Not- <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just do it. It's fine. I'll just disassociate myself from yeah, you when people don't like we it. We are not related. <laughs> uh, Pinterest perfect pantries are not necessarily practical. No. <gasps> so true. What did she say? Uh, I dropped the microphone, but my producer would be very cross. <laughs> <laughs> it's far too expensive for that. <laughs> no. But truly, like – some Pinterest perfect pantries are super functional and beautiful. And those are the ones that truly impress me. But a lot of them are like not set up in a way mm. that actually practically works for what gets brought into the house. And the pantry is the best example of that because you try to estimate how much stuff and how much content of food and stuff's going to come into the pantry and then things are overflowing and you don't follow the system and all well, the system doesn't really work or to make the system work, there's you have to add in multiple steps to your day and people are busy and like, you're you know, making me stressed. Right. Like I feel like, you know, when we get focused on that idea of perfection, we really can start to weigh ourselves down and it can be mm. so overwhelming that it stops us from even wanting to jump in and start. So, you know, it's really important to like ditch that expectation and, you know, you can create the order, but don't get yourself more overwhelmed than you're probably already feeling. Do it in the right order. Take the right steps. Let's start with the most logical step. And that is, of course, to declutter less than what we're working with. So then we know actually what we do want to work with. Yes. And it's only once you've done the declutter, can you then work on the organizing what you want to keep and what you're going to use? Because there's no point buying storage and organizing and labeling all this stuff if it's actually stuff that you don't need to keep and you can let go of. So that's why the decluttering comes first and then the organizing comes second. And then once you've done all that organizing, 
Then the third and final step, which is the most important one, is maintenance. It's like anything. If you go on a diet and you don't maintain a good exercise regime and eating healthy and getting good sleep and drinking lots of water, well, of course, the diet regime that you implemented is then going to go backwards because you're not maintaining. So any big changes that you put into your house, you need to maintain them for that organization to stick. It's interesting. I think in life, we often think about things like destinations, like bars to meet, goals to achieve, rather than looking at life being like a consistent, fluid journey. Yes, we all love that word. Mm, Journey, my journey. Um, (laughs) I don't know what accent that was, but it was funny. It was more like a little, I'm trying to think, it's not Valley Girl, that's so 90s. It's just like (laughs) Sweet sweet Valley High. (laughs) Babysitter's Club. That's different again. Have you seen they've done a remake of that? I have, I haven't watched it. I watched it out of pure nostalgia. It was definitely made for young teenagers. (laughs) And I was like, I am very, I'm too old for this, but it was great. It really like hit the nostalgia on the head. But you know, it's true. Like I'm not going to suddenly one day wake up and, oh, I'm organized tick. I'm my body, my mind, my soul has met this criteria. And now it's just going to feel completely, you know, natural to me. And I'm never going to have any inclination towards disorganization or poor habits. Mm. No. Will it be easier? Heck yes. But will it still take work? Yeah, maintenance Mm. is key in all areas of our life. Especially when you think about relationships. It's not like when you got married, you never had to spend, you know, one-on-one time with your spouse ever again. Like everything needs maintenance. And when we forget that, that's when our relationships, our homes, our health, all that stuff falls apart. Maintenance is key. The second thing that I would like to talk about as a basic principle is categorizing. And this, when I talked about that story with my husband in the garage, this was actually all we needed to do to help him move from being overwhelmed because he had laid everything out on the floor and he was preparing to pack things and and some things were going to storage and some things were going with us to our new house, which is temporary. And then other things were just going to go in general, get donated or given away. The overwhelm for him was that everything was spread out altogether. All the categories were all mixed up. So all I did in that 10 minutes was actually go in and categorize and say, okay, well, this is your um, gardening stuff. This is your tools related stuff. This is your hobby related stuff. And this is our camping stuff and, and do it that kind of way. And then I just stood there with him and said, okay, some of this of each category you'll need to take say to this temporary house. So what are those things? And let's put them all together. And just by doing that and having those, you know, five or six different categories and him knowing, oh, well, we're not going to use camping stuff. He could easily then continue the process of decluttering and packing so that moving was not so overwhelming for him. And I think categorizing is something a lot of people kind of forget about. Yeah, it's actually quite a simple concept, but it's it's incredibly helpful. And another thing that you do when you are, you know, trying to get organized and you are starting with the space is take everything out if you can. Take it away from that like area and lay it out, you know, like he did on the garage floor and then do your categorizing, 
put it where it needs to go. And I feel like these simple things are making it easy for you to make decisions, which is a core component of organizing Mm. is you have to make the decision on this item. Am I keeping it? Mm. Is it going? Am I donating it? What am I doing with it? To really simplify it, think about when your kids learn how to sort and they use colored counters or beads when they're at school and you put all the blue beads together and you put all the pink beads together. That is the same way that categorizing your stuff works. So put all the pencils together, put all your papers together, put all your books together put like with like and then you can easily look at a pile of items and know that belongs to this particular category. So another one of the main principles of organising is decision making and I think this is where a lot of people get stuck because they're not sure on what to keep. Does this item stay? Does it go? Is this the best place for it? Yes and delayed decision making is actually what produces most of our clutter in our homes because we look at something and we might have that gut feeling of yeah it should go but then guilt pops in oh grandma bought that toy for my child oh oh can't get rid of that. Actually, it's quite a useful thing. Yeah. I do have five of them, but it is pretty useful. Oh, I spent $80 on that pair of pants. It doesn't matter that they're two sizes too small. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> so, yes, we could get really stuck. Oh, dear. We can get really stuck with decision making because – um, well, what's that quote where it's, it talks about clutter is literally just a delayed decisions? Yeah. I love that quote. Yeah, it's true. If you start to look, if you right now, wherever you are, look around if you're in, in, in your house and look at stuff and, and just look at the things that are there that you don't want them to be there. Is it literally that you just can't make a decision about that? Mm, you can't let it go because you feel guilty or you, you it's a sunk cost. You've spent money on it and you want to recoup the money or yeah, it's, it's very true. Decision making is the key to decluttering your home absolutely making making decisions so when you are at that point and you know you're like okay I've I've pulled everything out I've laid it out on the garage floor and you've sorted it into your categories you then have to categorize what's going where as far as what do I keep what do I donate what's rubbish and then what should I sell and if you can keep those four pillars in mind when you're going through a space in your house it kind of helps you do the I really want to say the pillars of the earth. What's that? <laughs> it's a TV show. Is it? It's really good. Sounds like daytime television. Oh, no, no, no. It's like one of those. Um, or a docuseries. No, no, no. It's one of those older uh, like period type dramas, uh, kind of like Game of Thrones type era, but not nowhere near as gory. Um, it's very good, actually. It's like maybe a three-part series. It, yeah, sorry. It's it's very dramatic though. You know, oh. the big intense music and you said the four pillars and I oh. just thought about it. <laughs> you just heard a gong and you were yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're taken somewhere I else. I was taken away <laughs> to another place. But, you know, keep these keep these four categories in mind. Keep, donate, sell or rubbish or if you're in the States, trash. 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 We have a book that mum actually bought when she was last in Burma Uh, visiting the orphanage and it's got all these little puppets on sticks and they talk about you know everybody is valuable and there's the story is these six friends are in the classroom and there's like the water vase the trash can uh the broom the blackboard and something else and you know how they realize that the trash can and the broom are really dirty and so they should leave the classroom because they don't want dirty friends and so they leave and then because the broom and the dustbin are gone the classroom gets really gross and disgusting and there's rats and all these things and the teacher comes back and tells the 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 water vase and the blackboard and whatever the other thing is 
everybody's valuable and we need everybody and we should treat everybody with respect and blah, 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 blah. And then they invite the trash can and the broom back and it, the classroom becomes a happy place again. And um, it's got these little puppet things on sticks and you can turn it around to make the, the trash can a happy face or a sad face. And so my kids are just absolutely loving this book <laughs> at the moment with this trash can. And that was just a really digressing story. But I, you was, just, <laughs> you just, I was like, I'm wondering how this is going to tie back in, but literally you heard the word trash and you ran with it. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just been such a focal point for my kids. Like every night for the last week, it's like, can we read that? You know book? what, Bonnie, it was a great message for everyone to hear. Yes. Everyone is valuable. Everyone is valuable hey there you you are valuable Mm -hmm. even if you today look like trash Trash. (laughs) 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 so (laughs) the biggest tip we can give anybody when it comes to organizing and not knowing where to begin is when you get in there to start set yourself up for success by starting small do something achievable Mm, yes something like your cutlery drawer or the top of your bedside table these are really small places that are usually pretty easy to do. You can do them in under the 10 minutes um, to get them organized and to have success with a place like your cutlery drawer, for example, then means every time you go to use that drawer, you think, ah, isn't this nice? This is organized. I've removed all the items that don't need to be in here. I've given it a little bit of a clean. And then you can move on to other spaces, whether it's your utensils drawer or a bigger section to organize. And you've had success with the small thing and you can move on and have success with larger things. <laughs> it's like when you start like that health regime and you eat like one salad and you're like, mm, yeah, so healthy. Oh, yeah, I'm look clean. at me. I am water. <laughs> I am green, you know. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that sounds like an ad for, I don't know, some eco thing. Oh, like all of them. Yeah. But but the whole point is set yourself up for success. You know, start small, start make it achievable. But also we'd always say, you know, Go for the non-sentimental things because it is easier to make decisions when we do not have an emotional attachment to something. And that goes for all things in life. So, you know, a cutlery drawer is a pretty safe place to start. Mm. Now, I think it's time for this week's Clutter Confession. Clutter Confessions. (laughs) I'm a compulsive collector of anything and everything that relates to the North Queensland Toyota Cowboys. Everything from Band-Aids, toothbrushes, Posters, flags, stubby coolers, beach towels, cups, plates, clocks. If it comes with the Cowboys logo on it, I have to add it to my collection. That's amazing. I think we found the Cowboys' biggest fan. Did you know that you could get person like custom band-aids like that though like I plasters did, I did not know you could get band-aids like that and you know I think <laughs> I think the cowboys should try and get in touch with this person or this person should get in touch with the cowboys and say hey I'm your biggest fan like use me in your advertising and stuff because I bet her house is really cool yeah I bet you from head to toe it's mm. covered in cowboys paraphernalia yeah. but you know I've, I've got a, a feeling that they probably already know who this person is yeah, that's, that's true she she's probably very vocal at the cowboys yeah. games <laughs> she sounds like their best supporter yeah well if you've got a clutter confession we'd also love to hear it so it's something weird wacky or wonderful maybe it's a collection like that or maybe it's an item in your house that someone else might find unusual so let us know send us in an audio recording on our facebook page little home organized podcast 
So we mentioned earlier when you are sorting out your piles, you've, you've got your four pillars of the earth <laughs> and they are keep, donate, rubbish, sell. Now, the keep pile is all the stuff that you want to keep. So the things that you've decided have a place in your present, they have a place in your future and you want to make a space for them in your home. So where do these keepers go? Well, there's a couple of different options. So say for sentimental items, because we always have sentimental items just floating around our house, make sure that you've got a memory box for you, for everyone in your house, so that when you find that hospital band, you've got a place to put it and you don't just put it in the junk drawer because that's how you get the drawer of doom is by not knowing where to put something and so you just put it in there because it's too hard to work out where it really should go. So it goes in the memory box, okay, anything sentimental. Then if there's anything that's a keeper in the space that you're organising, say for example you're in the kitchen and you've got some pots and you've decided, well, I'm going to keep them. Well, they go in the kitchen, don't they? And they go in a space that's near to the stove, that's prime real estate, that means that you can access them easily, they're not going to be hard to get out. So that's what happens with the keepers in the space that you're actually organising. You just put them away, you find them a home. Even if it's a temporary home because you need to buy some more storage. So for example, you've done your utensils drawer, but you need to buy a drawer divider. Just pop the utensils back in the drawer, then go and buy the divider, bring the divider home and put it into place. The third thing you can do with your keeping items, these are the ones that don't belong in the room that you're organising. So say you're organising the kitchen and you find some books in there. Well, they don't belong in the kitchen. They belong in the lounge room. But if you go to put those books back in the lounge room, you then find other things to do along the way. And all of a sudden it's three hours later and you haven't actually finished the kitchen. And you can become pretty overwhelmed too. And that becomes very overwhelming. So then we have this system called the Elsie basket. So Elsie stands for elsewhere. And it's funny because we devised this system a long time ago. And then shortly after that, the Frozen movie came out. And so people said, oh, you should start calling it the Elsa basket. <laughs> let it go, let it go. <laughs> Back to the room that it came from. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark? <laughs> you and I should so go into music production. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us a call, anybody who likes our lyrics. <laughs> um, so the Elsie basket, yeah, is for anything that goes in, anywhere else in the house. So the books that belong in the living room, the clothes belong in the wardrobe, that kind of thing. Next, any items that you want to donate or need to be returned, they go in your go box. So basically you designate a zone, a space, a box where you put items in that need to exit your house. And, you know, we talk about the idea of a go zone. And so this is the perfect space for your go box. So any of those items go straight into there. So things that you might be returning might be uh, a library book that has been borrowed. It could be the dish that your mother gave you a lasagna in. Yeah, and, and left at your house so you could finish the leftovers. You know, just those basic things that you happen to end up with that don't belong to you that need to go somewhere. Having a designated space for them is a perfect way to get yourself a little bit more organised. And the other thing that we do with the Go Box in our house, which works fabulously, is this is our donate box, obviously. And so when kids come to me and say, oh, I'm finished with this toy or I don't want this anymore or I've outgrown this piece of clothing, I'll say well, where does it need to go? And they go, oh, in the go box. And they'll go and put it in there. And when that box is full, we'll then pack it up, take it off to the right charity. And it's awesome because maybe you've done like the bigger portion of your donating and you, you, your big bags of stuff and that's, you know, probably not going to fit in your go box. But if you're in your maybe your maintenance stage and you keep coming across things, you've now got a designated spot. Yes. 
Yes, and that's very true because when you do your first declutter, there's heaps of stuff that is to go, right? And so you're just piling it up, piling it up, and then you can bag it all up. But when you are at that maintenance point and you've done lots of declutters and there's only just little bits here and there that need to go, it is a lot harder to think, well, where do I put it? I've only got one item or two items and I don't want them just floating around the house. And the go box is the perfect solution. It's the designated spot. It is. The third pillar is rubbish. So this includes recycling, things that you want to give away that maybe a charity can't actually use, but you know that someone could use. So for example, if you had a broken washing machine and a charity didn't want it, but you knew that someone would be able to either take it apart and use it for parts or fix it themselves, this might be something that you would list online as a freebie or you might put it out on your curb for someone to pick up. Oh my goodness, you should have seen people picking up all the free stuff that we put out on the curb um, when we were moving house. It was like Black Friday sales. It was pretty funny. Um, But it was great because they were all really good things that we just didn't need anymore. And honestly, people were so stoked that they got free toasters, free kettles, free... Lego heads, you know, like it was, it was really Put the word free in it in front of something. It suddenly becomes a whole lot more enticing though, doesn't it? That's so true. But you know, when we are decluttering, I think we can still be mindful of our contribution to landfill. So like look at your stuff and if it can be recycled, recycle it. You know, in Australia, you, you can even recycle your soft plastics. So like if you buy a loaf of bread and it comes in a soft plastic bag, that can be recycled back at your grocery store. So that, you know, be mindful of the options in your area to be considerate of the planet as well when you're doing the whole decluttering thing. I'm really passionate these days actually about all of the recycling options that are available. And it's so good because you can recycle practically anything you know your old x-rays your mobile phone your old socks um you go to any of like the office stores and you can do your old pens there are programs that take old makeup cases like there are so many options out there for recycling and repurposing things that you don't need anymore it's awesome yeah and if you're not sure just jump online and you're guaranteed to find a whole host of information about that and of course pillar number four do you want to say your pillar theme song again the pillars of the earth. <laughs> I was going to say pillars of the night, but I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> is of course selling. And we actually had an episode on this recently. Feel free to check it out. Turn your clutter into cash. But you can actually take the items that you're decluttering, list them online and make back a bit of money on them. Maybe you're selling something that was a part of your past, but you don't see it being a part of your future. Selling online is a great way to make back some money and impart something that was special to you onto somebody else. But one of the important things to consider is having a deadline. If you've got a ton of stuff that you're chucking up online and you don't have a deadline, you may actually find that you end up with a lot of stuff just sitting in your spare room for months and months and months. So those are the four pillars and, you know, that can help you think about getting organized, right? So grab your stuff, take it out of the space, small, non-sentimental, spread it out, categorize it, and then decide which are the four pillars. And that can kind of help you figure out what to do. And don't forget Elsie. Elsie is such a great concept to stop you getting distracted and overwhelmed when you are focusing on one zone in your house. And just use the laundry basket for Elsie. Make sure make sure that your washing's put away first. Yeah. And then just, yeah, have a basket or a, an old tub and... um. There she is. So if you are at home and you're thinking, ah, I just don't know where to begin, start small, start non-sentimental, pick a tiny space that can help set you up for success. And rather than focusing on your entire house and everything that needs to happen in the entire home, break it down. What's that saying about the elephant, Bonnie? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) 
And that brings me to this week's tidy task. This week's tidy task is just 10 minutes long. So what we would like you to do is pick one of the following sections in your house, either your bench or the top of your bedside table. Just spend 10 minutes decluttering. So you're going to sort it into categories. Then you're going to sort into keep, donate, rubbish, and sell. And then you'll be on your way, transforming your home in just 10 minutes. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. We know how busy life can be and really appreciate you lending us your ears. And don't forget, we have that free webinar coming up. Make sure to head to our Facebook page to check it out. And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.